Wild Card Weekend is here. Matt and I making picks for all of the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night games here. Who will advance to the divisional playoff round? Coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day making picks for Wild Card Weekend. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're just going to go through this chronologically. Start Saturday, two Saturday games, three Sunday games, and a Monday night or six total games here. Wild Card Weekend. First one up, 49ers hosting the Seattle Seahawks. The biggest spread on this one, too, uh, is 10 points. Kind of came down just to about nine and a half points here, according to our friends at Bet Online. Quick question for you, a quick little topic. I mean, and we're not going to spend too much time on it, but hey, the playoffs are here. We have six standalone games. I'm going to watch every snap of every one of them and love it. But as a fan, I feel a little shorted, you know, for a playoff weekend, to be honest with you. And, and I just think Tua being out, Lamar now being out, has a lot to do with that. And that's not the NFL's, you know, con- control, obviously. And I'm not even pining for the Steelers or Lions to be in. It's just, if this was week 12, we'd say, eh, it's a pretty good week of games. But if, it, you know, for wildcard weekend, I want to be like, wow, this is going to be amazing. There, yeah, there's not the real powerhouse not- matchup here. Right. And, and maybe, uh, who knows, maybe 49ers Packers would have felt that way. Maybe that would have been maybe. the Monday nighter if the Packers got in. Uh, maybe if there was... Uh, yeah, if the Steelers would have snuck in or the, the Lions, Lions would have snuck yeah. in here, it would have been a little bit more fun in some of these situations. And seeing three games of part threes. The Dolphins yeah, that's interesting. The third yeah. time, Ravens-Bengals for the third time, and that first game Saturday afternoon, Seahawks and 49ers for the third time. Yeah, I mean, part of it's because we're going to see two third-string quarterbacks, which that's just unfortunate for us. That but, is, yeah. You know. That's um, tough. And congratulations to those teams for playing well enough earlier in the season that uh, it didn't completely right. derail their season. And 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 we're seeing <laughs> we're going to see a, a third street quarterback with the 49ers against the Seahawks as well. Although that's a different scenario with how well that third string quarterback has played versus what the Dolphins and the Ravens are looking at uh, in their playoff games. Yeah, let's dig into that game, of course. And you're right. The Ravens and Dolphins put enough money in the bank early in the season. They deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. It's just not to my view, my viewing pleasure. Yes, yeah, um, there could be some better matchups. I, I think I, yeah. I don't worry about that. That's fair. Seattle's offense obviously is a tough time against this Niner D. I, I mean, I think Geno is going to be under a lot of stress. I don't think they'll have to blitz to get home. The young tackles for Seattle have hit a wall. Um, their receivers are dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Purdy's going to have to be challenged all that much in this game. If I were Seattle, I would do. I think I'd come after him and let the chips fall where they may. I mean, I know he's handled blitz well, but what do you have to lose? I mean, if I'm Pete Carroll, I might have a surprise on side or something like that in this game too. And my hunch is in the kicking game, we may see several fakes or onsides, you know, things like that this weekend because 
there's teams like Miami and Baltimore and you know maybe Seattle that might be a little desperate in that way. But I think nine and a half still is not enough. And we've already seen that this year from Pete Carroll. Yeah. Throwing yeah. little uh, tricky stuff and it hasn't worked out great. They uh, threw an interception with a halfback pass. He ran out there with four running backs in one play. And so uh, I expect to see some things and uh, Pete trying to level the playing field because his team is less talented than the team across from him. And there's a reason the 49ers are favored by, you know, more than one score in this game. Uh, the, but it's a division game. And how big of a factor, Matt? There's two big factors in this game. Well, there's three, I think. But there's two really big ones to me that stand out more than anything else. Um, the third was just Pete Carroll, familiar coaches, familiar teams, division rivals playing for the third time. Hard to sure. beat a team three times in one season. Um, that's one thing. But there's two bigger ones. Uh, another one on the coaching side of things is the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll, who's a pretty darn good football coach, is the first team that's going to get to see Brock Purdy for the second time. Mm, yeah, yeah. You've got a handful of games. You've got a half dozen games of tape to look at now. You've got tape to look at from your own specific team, and you've gone through a game scheming against the 49ers with this lineup and this group. So do you think that levels the playing field a little bit for Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks? We often use the references, you know, that quarterbacks are often like a pitcher that goes through the league the second time. I mean, gathering film on them, yeah, that's another hurdle any young or inexperienced quarterback has to get over is once people have a book on you, you know, where, where how do you zag after everyone zigs on you? So we'll see. I mean, I guess that is a hurdle. I just don't know if Purdy's going to have enough on his plate for it to matter. You know, I think there'll be a lot of quick throws to Kittle and especially McCaffrey run game. I mean, I don't think he's going to be sitting back there on five, seven step drops trying to read coverage and deliver the football because the Niners D so good. The other leveling factor potentially in this game is the weather. And in California, I mean, I'm seeing these pictures of, um, of like rainfall and, and drought stages that are getting turned, the clock's getting turned back 10 years with how much rain. It's literally only not rained one day in the Bay Area the entire year and really going back to Christmas. It's been raining every day. This, wow. this is the type of storms and, and rain you just don't see a lot in California, which is, you know, it's, it's good and sometimes could be bad for trying to play a football game in it. Should be rain, wind, should be uh, rain and wind in Santa Clara on Saturday. Could be some sideways rain there. Hmm. Do you think that? is an advantage for one way or the other because yes, with the, the 49ers, they can run the ball and they can defend the run. So if it slows down the passing games, maybe that still helps the 49ers. But also, if you're the 49ers, you probably don't want weirdness and extra turnovers because you want to be able to go beat a team that you're better than with the most even conditions. I think it absolutely always helps the underdog. And your squad is absolutely able to handle a game like that in terms of, like you said, they run the ball, they stop the run. That being said, I'm sure the field's going to be sloppy or Bosa's get-off isn't going to be as good. You know, I, I always think pass rushers when I think soft turf, more so than route runners, you know, that and nobody rushes a passer better than the Niners or has better get-off than the Niners. And you're right, any weirdness helps the, you know, narrows the playing field a little bit. I mean, it, it, the gap widens. Uh, maybe a punt returner that Ray-Ray McLeod, drops a punt that he wouldn't have, you know, it slips through his hands or Debo misses one that's wide open for, screaming across the middle. Cause the ball's so slick or Purdy doesn't handle it. Great. Or whatever. Weather definitely helping helps Seattle to me. So looking at this game, th this is the way I feel about it. Uh, I, I think this game, just because 
you know, Niners Seahawks, it's a divisional matchup. Um, the, the, the nine and a half, 10 points scares me a little bit with that spread, mm -hmm. because I think this could be one of those games where it's a field goal. You know, Robbie gold is lining one up in bad conditions in the fourth quarter to try to win the game or Niners by three touchdowns. And I'm trying to figure out which one it is. And I guess that's why the line is sort of right in the middle of those right two things. But I have a feeling it's not going to be close to a 10 point game. It's going to be a 21 point game or a three point game. Okay. I lean more towards the 21 point game. I'm going to lay the points. I think I have to as well. The 49ers have looked really good against Seattle both times. I don't think this is like it was for the 49ers last year with the Los Angeles Rams, much more even teams. Those games were both closer in the regular season. Niners were on the road, even though there's a lot of Niners fans in LA for the NFC championship game. You had an injured Jimmy Garoppolo last year in the playoffs. Uh, and now you have a guy in Brock Purdy who's healthy. And by the way, the 49ers injury report is as good as it's been all year long. Mm. They've got everybody. And Brock Purdy has all his weapons. So as long as the weather doesn't undo that, um, the 49ers are just too good across the board here. I got to give up the points and, and take those yeah. 49ers. Yeah. And you often pick against the Niners. People have been listening for the last 18 weeks. So I'm with and you. you know what? That's what's going on with the Brock Purdy Niners, too, because it's like, oh, that's too big of a spread. I'm going to go. I think the 49ers could win it. And I think that's kind of what one of the things that could happen here. Um, and if I'm on the fence about it, ah, Niners by six. And that's how I felt earlier on in the week. But the 49ers have been not only the best defense in the league and, and limiting most teams they play against, but they've been putting up 30 points a game, too. So right, that's right, right. Them, they're know, a juggernaut over all these spreads. And, and I don't think the Seahawks are the team that's going to slow them down and have it look like it the first two meetings either. So got to give me the points in this one. Tend to agree. Tons of games to get to next. We got Chargers, Jaguars, Saturday, uh, Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals, and the Monday Nighter, Cowboys, Buccaneers, the preview and picks coming up. Today's episode brought to you in part by our friends at LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs, post your job, get candidates hired fast and for free. That's what we're talking about with LinkedIn jobs. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that, that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. With LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Go beyond the resume data with using insights from your job post company and uh, your company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to you faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I hope all you folks out there have taken our advice and tried built bars because if you hadn't, you're missing out on a healthy treat that is actually extremely tasty. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I don't know how they pack the flavor into it with low calorie, low fat, low sugar with high protein, but they do it. If you want that delicious treat to help you into the new year, and a lot of people trying to hit their fitness goals to start the new year, this one can really help because you won't feel uh, bad about yourself. You won't derail your diet reaching for that snack if that snack you're reaching for is a built bar. Most built bars covered in 100% real chocolate that is delicious and really makes you feel like you're getting that treat, like you're not missing out on anything. Most built bars have only 130 calories. 
four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And not only can you find Built Bars at Built.com, of course, and get yourself a box there, but you can also find them on your store shelves, including at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Get over to your local Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Sam's Club as well has the 13 bar box, and of course, Built.com. You can find all the fantastic flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, cookies and cream, double chocolate, you name it, you can find it as well at built.com. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for making us your first listen. Check out everything else the network has to offer. Make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel, which is the home of Peacock and Williamson. Here we go. We've got... I mean, we've got some some matchups that happen three times, but we've got Chargers Jaguars two in this one. Herbert against Lawrence. What a run the Jaguars went on at the end of the year to win the AFC South, get into the playoffs. They are facing the 10 and 7 Chargers. Matt, how do you see this game going Saturday night? This is what I'm looking for the most. I, 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 you know, two young quarterbacks that I adore that have some similarities. I mean, teams that are on the rise, in my opinion. Um, some obvious weaknesses too. Like if you listen to the spreadsheet or you know, a podcast yesterday, the Chargers are at the bottom of the league in terms of playoff run defense. The Jags are at the bottom of the league in playoff pass defense. How much does that come into play? You know, how, and how these co- these coaches attack the opponent. I think both offenses can do both well enough, or it can attack those weaknesses very much. So I think it could be a big ATN game. Um, it just I just got a blurb on my phone two minutes ago that Mike Williams has been ruled out. And I know accidents happen, but I'm going to be very critical of Staley the way he handled last game. It makes no sense to me. I, I don't trust him as a head coach in general. This is a cross-country road trip. You don't think of Jacksonville as a tough place to play. But those fans, when their team is good, like it is now, are rowdy and loud. And it's going to be a great environment. I'm taking the points. I don't know who I think wins this game. I think it's very, very equal, but I want the points. Good point. Underrated aspect of this game, Los Angeles Chargers traveling 3,000 miles to Duval County to face those Jaguars. Uh, I like how the Jaguars are playing right now. I think this game could be very close. I wouldn't be shocked at any outcome if it's the Chargers or the Jaguars that advance. But give me the Jaguars at home by a field goal. And if I'm getting points on top of that with the Chargers um, favored by a point or two, Jacksonville Jaguars, let's go. Yeah, I like it. It's going to be a good one. Sunday, and by the way, uh, a lot of people want us to to do the uh, comparison with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. We did that in the mailbag on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. go back and listen to Wednesday's uh, episode. Matt gave the... Uh, I prefer Herbert at the moment. Matt gave uh, Trevor Lawrence the hair, though. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good competition as well. Yeah. 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 We've got Dolphins Bills Sunday. Uh, is this one too easy? Actually, I, I said yeah. earlier the spread was biggest with the Seahawks and the 49ers. That has changed. It's actually uh, 13 and a half now that the Buffalo Bills are favored over the Dolphins. Now that we know it's Skylar Thompson, they'll be starting a quarterback for those Miami Dolphins. I mean, I don't know this is a fact that hasn't been announced, but I bet Hamlin's in the building. You know, I mean, things like that are going to be so emotional and so difficult place to play. I don't think this is even competitive if it is at all. And I think this is the things we need to look at is Miami really has nothing to lose. They, they're a blitz happy defense anyway, but Allen handles pressure extremely well. I would leave corners on islands and attack Allen like crazy. Hope he throws a couple to the wrong team, which he can do at times. 
And on the other side of the ball, I'm sticking with the run unless I'm down by 30. You know, I mean, I, I am going back to my Niner roots as a head coach and saying, I got to scheme up a run game. And then I'm taking play action, deep shots to Tyreek and Waddle and hope I connect on a couple. But I don't think this is a competitive game at all. And I think Buffalo wins by 30. I am going to go the other way. And I do think the Buffalo Bills will win this game, but I think the Dolphins can come out with a game plan that can keep this one close enough. And a lot of it depends on if they can get Josh Allen to make a mistake. And he's been prone to making some mistakes this year. You're right. And yep. uh, there's there's two weaknesses that the Bills can be exploited on by the Dolphins. Um, and one of them is, is who's covering one half of the field. And the Dolphins do have enough weapons to maybe get somebody loose and score mm -hmm. some points there. And I think he nailed it with the game plan. They're going to try to run the heck out of the football. But teams have been able to hit the Bills with their uh, Bills nickel package with the run. And so I think we're going to see a lot of, you know. That's uh, a great point. I, I so wanted to say that and you stole my thunder because the Bills live in nickel. And, and right. Miami's going to bring out the big guys. Right. So Miami's yep. going to bring out the big guys, run against them on nickel, play action, see if you can hit somebody who's not uh, Tredavious White on the other side. Although I did see, I think that Micah Hyde is going to play in this game. I don't know if that is 100% for certain yet, but that would be huge for that Bills defense, you know, to, to have a guy in the middle of the field for when the Dolphins try to roll out and hit Tyreek on a deep over play action, right? And then have Micah Hyde back there. So that, that would be massive for that Bills secondary because that's where they can get got um sometimes and so that's what you're hoping for the dolphins and Take, people, you know xavier uh go ahead i'm sorry the safety thing's huge because there's a football aspect to the hamlin injury too i mean he was the backup safety. i mean they're they, yeah. they need hamlin he was playing well for yeah. them you know what i mean <laughs> that's important yeah, exactly so I think there is an avenue for this one to be close. It would be a huge upset, obviously, if the Dolphins did win this one. I don't think that's going to happen. But you start getting to the two touchdown range here, looking at the bet online, 13 and a half point spread right now. And who knows if that continues to grow approaching Sunday. Uh, give me the points with those Dolphins right. to at least be competitive here. A well-coached team. Okay, I see it. We've got the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings, Matt. Um, this is a game that I think should be pretty close. The Vikings favored by three points at bet online, which I think is the perfect line here. Uh, I think you look at their records and the wild card team that the Giants are, uh, you know, more big name talent on the Vikings side, 13 or 14. You would think this would be more of a, a blowout scenario. I just don't think it's going to be that way. I don't either. I mean, these teams play close games. Uh, I think the Giants know their formula. I think Barkley has a big day. Um, I, I don't trust either defense all that much, to be honest with you, but the Giants' defensive line to me, and the Vikings have some guys up front too, could be very disruptive. I think blocking some of the stud defensive players, and you know, Dexter Lawrence is having an unbelievable year, and um, Thibodeau's coming on, and, and the two edge rushers for the Vikes. So I think they keep this thing close with the defensive lines and maybe some big plays in the pocket. I'll take the points. I mean, plus three is – enough for me i think the vikes probably win a close one but like 17 16 or 21 20 i think there could be a few more points which is why i'm going to give up the points because i do think the vikings are going to come away with this one but very narrowly i don't think i would okay. put my my hard-earned cash on this one but i've got the vikings by you know four something like that uh so so i will um I will go with the Vikings here and give up that field goal that the Vikings can get it done at home against the New York Giants. But man, what a, what a season's been for Brian Dayball if it does go that way. Absolutely. Next, we've got a couple of prime timers Sunday night. It is the Ravens at the Bengals and Monday night football, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And of course, you can bet on all of these wildcard games at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season and any season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Of course, there's tons of NFL props, talking you know draft props, Super Bowl props, coaching props, uh, and NBA basketball, college hoops, men's and women's. You got esports. You got Vegas style casino games, even at Bet Online. So you can play a little blackjack in between sports bets, right? Uh, and of course, get informed at Bet Online before you make those bets as well with all the information and stats and news and even podcasts at Bet Online. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online where the game starts. Okay, here we go. A little primetime action. The Baltimore Ravens, who, and, and I'll read the statement here from Lamar Jackson, will not have Lamar Jackson in this football game at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals now favored by eight and a half, and that line is definitely heading in the Bengals' favor now that we do have uh, for certain uh, the information from the horse's mouth. We're, we, we've got a statement from Lamar Jackson. He said, thank you to everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL sprain, grade two sprain. On the borderline of a grade three sprain, there is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give up 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. So that is the message from Lamar Jackson. And if you don't know about grade twos and, and grade threes, grade two is partially uh, partially torn, basically. Torn, yeah. And grade three basically becomes a pretty much all the way torn. So he's it's a it's a pretty nasty PCL injury that Lamar Jackson's dealing with right now. Yeah, and we're not going to see him. And folks, this is when you don't have an agent to leak things to Schefter and guys like that to tell your side of the story. You know, why isn't he out there? I thought it was day to day. I thought it was week to week. Well, he doesn't have an agent leaking things to tell his side of the story. You have to send tweets like this. I mean, and that complicates the contract stuff and everything else, you know. So I'm not blaming Lamar at all. But when you hear a tweet like this, this is why. Because and I'm sure, and this is great by Lamar too, because you're right. Yeah, yeah you can't right. leak anything. And this really helps the fans feel better. It's like, okay, this guy's got a torn, a torn ligament in his knee. Right, right. And it's unstable. He can't go out there and play. And he probably would be, you know, he wouldn't be 100%. So he might not be helping your team that much being out there. And we, he'd be hurting his own future. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to be out there and play for your franchise and, and be out there with his teammates. So uh, I'm glad he put this this message out there. Yeah. I like the Bengals huge here, similar to Bills. Um, however, I could see Harbaugh defense and special teaming this thing to keep it close for a while, you know, I mean, maybe they confused Burrow, hit Burrow. The right side of the Bengals line is replacement players right now. That worries me big picture for Cincinnati. You know, the Ravens are tremendous on special teams. I have great respect for the Ravens D. So this might be a close game at the half. But when it's all said and done, I don't think the Ravens are going to get first downs. You know, that they're going to lose a time possession battle just too bad. And since he blows the doors off him late. Right. Like it ends up being... uh you know, you don't even have to go over, you know, it's, it's 24 to three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what the Ravens offense produces any yardage. And and while the spread has gotten larger, eight and a half now, a bet online that the Bengals are favored. The over under has gone down to 40 and a half. So that, that's telling that same story. 
Right. Uh, Does Baltimore get the 10? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and what, what this is what the bummer you talked about how the games might go and, and how it might not be the greatest weekend of football in the wild card weekend that all three Sunday games with the, the road underdog is just going to be them trying to run the ball and even the playing field to beat the, the home favorites, the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the Giants and the Ravens. We've kind of talked about how they're all going to have kind of the same game plan. Right. And I think we pulled out the stat the other day that all the top teams in EPA are the passing teams, you know, like mm-hmm. that's all they got in their, in their, in their, they don't have the driver. They don't have their two iron. They have a five iron and that's all they, that's all they got, you know, so they got to putt with it. They got to drive with it. And that's just hard, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not that I know anything about golf other than that. And how about the Monday nighter? We've got the Dallas Cowboys that will, that uh, had a better record and really would have, were a better team all year long. But since they're the, the, the wild card team and the Buccaneers won their division. The Bucks are at eight and nine hosting those Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys favored by two and a half. It looks like started at three down to two and a half. Now the, uh, the, the Cowboys are favored on the road. The old rules of the football today podcast were three. If it's three or over, you can do the cup of mud and the upset special. So I can't go screaming that one right now, okay. but I think the Bucks win at home. I really do. I mean, Dallas has one good corner right now, and, and it's a revolving door at that other spot. I think Brady targets the other guy 20 times. You know, we know he's just real ruthless when he finds any kind of issue. The Bucks O line is actually in the best, it's, you know, best shape it's been probably all year. I'm not overreacting to Tampa having a good game last week, but it's in their building. I'm not big on the Dallas coaching staff. If they can't rush the passer, extremely well i think their defense gets exposed and tampa i think has enough on d to keep this in close the cowboys pass defense been a little worrisome and i see this game being the cowboys are up tom brady and the buccaneers come back late in the game uh can they come back to win it this is what's frustrating so a lot of times i go through the games i'm like okay what would i set the line at who i think is going to be in you know giants vikings i was like okay i probably have vikings by three and i look at the lines and it's vikings by three okay um and the cowboys and bucks was the same way it's like probably cowboys by three is what i would say in this game and that's what the line was it went to two and a half though so i'm going to take the dallas cowboys now give up two and a half because i think the cowboys are going to win this one by a field goal i think they're going to have a lead i think tom brady's going to bring the buccaneers back but they're going to fall just a little bit short and it will be the Cowboys that advance here. Yeah, I just think one game won't go to chalk, and this is—I'll I'll bet on Brady to be that game. The, this you—you you could probably make an argument with this game with Brady with the talent. The Buccaneers have too much talent to be as bad as they've been all year long. Sure, you know, playoff Tom Brady, the you know the assassin, uh, Dak, and the Cowboys. I, I could see this game ending in a you know nineteen sixteen, or it could end up being. Th- 4138. You know, like yeah, I have yeah. no idea, or it could be one team blows out the other. This this is definitely the the wild card of wild card weekend uh of what scenarios could play out Monday night with the Cowboys and the Bucks. I absolutely think it's a Brady game, though, uh, you know, for better or worse. I mean, he's either gonna win it or lose it because I don't think they're even gonna try to run the ball. They're so bad at it, and it just is not what they do well. So hey Tom, get it's getting the shotgun, get it out super quick so Parsons doesn't plaster you, take some shots downfield against that number two corner. And if he's on, they're going to be right in it. How about this for the dark horse matchup in this game? Leonard Fournette against Micah Parsons with those chip blocks, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like 245 pounds or whatever it. Leonard Fournette weighs these days, you know, trying to put his shoulder in Micah Parsons' chest to slow him down so Tom Brady has time before he leaks out for maybe a dump off. 
Yeah, and Dak's going to need to protect the ball. You know, I mean, he's uh, – I'm a big Dak believer. I think he's gotten too much heat lately, but the turnovers have been very real, and that's an issue. There you have it, wild card playoff weekend. Playoffs are here. Matt and I will have it all broken down Monday. Make sure you tune in to everything the network has to offer here. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.